sit down and listen. Hello and welcome to the Table 5 Podcast, where we deal with the mess no one else can handle. I am your host, Lyric, and today I have my wonderful sister, Cody! <laughs> yay! <laughs> like, yay! Yay! Kill me now! <laughs> So today we've decided that in the spirit of Halloween, we wanted to do something spooky and <laughs> on theme. Ghosts and so, bitches, witches. Witches. We wanted to talk about our paranormal experiences yeah. and, and ghost stories and stuff. So, okay, where to begin? We have so Whoa. many. <laughs> so many? You first because, I like. okay, you have a lot more like... Oh, okay. You could go first. I will tell a story. And then we can tell about our experience that we shared together. Okay, that sounds good. Okay, so uh, this one's really simple. Um, We lived in a place called Georgetown. Mm -hmm. And I found out really recently from a mutual friend that Georgetown is notorious for ghost stuff going on. Yeah. When I found that out, I'm I'm not surprised by the experience that I had. So Mm -hmm. I was like eight or nine years old when this happened. Um, my dad and I were driving down the street and, uh, I was in the passenger seat and I looked over to my right when we were at a crossroads. The street that we were in came at a really sharp angle into another street where it joined. So it was kind of like a Y in the shape. So when we were stopped at that stop sign waiting for another car to pass, I looked over to my right and I saw this house in the middle of a field like we were in a very rural area it was farmland all over so this wasn't really surprising to me the only thing about this house was is that it was really dark in in color like like black and the shingles were really old and all the windows were busted out which i found really weird and then they had those like plastic tarps like you would see in like a construction site they had those over the windows and i saw one billowing out yeah And it had two floors, so in the second floor, I saw this kid, or woman, or something. Someone standing there looking out, but I couldn't see their face. Yeah, like a figure of some kind. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was too far away, I couldn't tell. I'm also blind as a bat, so... (laughs) Glasses. I I put on your glasses earlier, it's like, oh god. (laughs) I can't see for shit. So, I looked at that house, and I turned... I I I didn't turn to my dad, I just looked at the house, and I said... You know, something needs to be done about that house. And my dad was like, what? What did you say, sweetie? I'm like, that house right there. It looks really bad. It needs to be fixed up. Or something along those lines. And my dad was like, oh, okay. Yeah, you're right. And then we kept driving. Later on, (laughs) many years. (laughs) Many years. uh, I brought this instance up to my dad. And he's like, "Uh, yeah, there was no house there. And I was like, what are, you, what are you talking about? There was definitely a house there. He's like, yeah, there definitely wasn't. What you were pointing at was, like, the foundation of a house that had burned down. Yeah. And he's like, there was nothing there. And it looked like it had been burned down, like, not recently, but, you know, it wasn't smoking anymore, but no yeah. one had done anything about it yet. So, I don't know if you would consider that a ghost moment. I find that fascinating, because most people, when they think ghost story... They think of, like, a human ghost. Like, a human starts with an S. Spectra? Spectra. Specter, maybe. <laughs> Specter. Spatula. I don't know. <laughs> Something. Um, they think of human of, or animal or whatever. Yeah. Um, like it, a, a living thing. Yes. But 
you saw a house, an animate object that had no living memory, mm-hmm. but like it, it pulls into some people think that places have memory. Yeah. And I believe that because you saw a house that was no longer standing, but the house is not a living, breathing thing, but it had energy of whoever lived in those houses before that. Right. You know, before it broke down. So you were seeing like maybe how I see it that uh, places can have just as a spiritual image as a person. Yeah. It's just a like moment in time is frozen. Like maybe like right before it burnt down or whatever. Yeah. You saw that moment in time. Yeah. Like a like a blip. Yeah. A thing in the matrix. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it, I think going with the the memory like building into that, like the house having memory, like when you think of it like that, the house having memory has that memory because of the person I saw standing in yeah. that window. <sighs> so maybe like okay maybe it was the ghost projecting that image into my mind or whatever sciencey mumbo jumbo you want to put behind it Mm -hmm. um and the reason that the house was there was so that i could conjure the image of that ghost yeah on the other hand it could be that the house itself was and it had enough emotional residue Mm. to be the image that was locked in my mind yeah and you'll hear ghost stories and see this in movies all the time where, you know, you'll wander into a place that's no longer there. Yeah, that's creepy. So. It's like the stairs. Have you ever heard about those in the forest? Like, people seeing randoms. I haven't really looked into it, but they will, like, see random, like, staircases in the middle of forests. And it's supposed to, like, if you walk up them, something bad could happen. I think I have heard about that, yeah. That is creepy to me. And then when they try to go back to that same spot, it's gone. Like, where the stairs go. Yeah, that's, that's almost fey magic to yeah, me. Yeah, that's almost like, come up to the stairs, <laughs> we're gonna take you long. <laughs> it's no longer circles, because who, who would want to, ex- let's go to that See, toad circle over there. Everybody, everybody knows about fey, about the fairy rings now. We yeah. gotta spice it up with <laughs> some stairs. Because, <laughs> you know, the humans are done. <laughs> Curious. Hey, why are these stairs here? I don't know. Let's go up on <laughs> I wonder where they lead. <laughs> no one's going to be like, hey, do you see that circle of, like, mushrooms or rocks over there? Yeah. Let's leave it alone. I don't care. <laughs> it's boring. We have enough stories about the fairy rings. They, they're on to us there. <laughs> they're on. They, <laughs> they grew wise. Not so, really. <laughs> we still wouldn't know. So what about you? What is a, a ghost story that... Or, or not not necessarily ghost story. I have a ghost story of like a little boy. Oh yeah, do Legit. tell. Yeah. Okay, so when I tell people this story, I'm never trying to convince you yeah. that it's true or not. Yeah. But you will never ever convince me it wasn't true. Right. Because I experienced it. I know what I saw. I can't explain what I saw, but I saw what I saw. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like, okay, so I was in elementary school. Yeah. I was heading to the bus stop one morning. And as I was walking, because I used to live next to a trailer park. Mm-hmm. And in the front of the trailer park, there was a dumpster where everyone, I guess, take the trash and shit. And I look over, and I see a little blonde boy with a bullet wound through his head. Oh. And I look, and then I look forward to keep walking, and then I'm like, whoa, what the fuck? Like, I did a double take, and yeah. he was gone. Like, it freaked me out. Like, like, that's good, solid visual evidence. That is good, like, and ever since then, that's what got me on, you know, my journey. Yeah. Um, it's because that's something I saw. Like... I don't care if you don't believe me, because you can't ever convince me I, I didn't, that ghosts aren't real. Yeah. I've seen them. Yeah. I, like, I, the boy was dead. He had a bullet wound through his skull. He was bleeding and shit. Yeah. Like, it, whew. 
So I also have, you just reminded me of something that happened to me too. Um, I I swear to God, I told you this story. You probably have. You, you, you and your, your father and your sisters told me a bunch of stuff. <laughs> like a bunch. Like there was like something in an attic or something. Oh, that's probably one of dad's <laughs> mini ghost stories. <laughs> mini ghost stories. Like he grew up in a haunted house. Those are his stories and his to tell. So I think... Uh, like, I want to focus on yeah, the ones that uh, yeah. I've experienced. But I, I remember, yeah. yeah there's, there's a million ghost Tell me stories. the white lady in the forest is at the beginning of a horror film. <laughs> well, this one's actually, I think, a more positive side to hauntings. Uh, because there was a time where our house was being built. Yeah. And instead of, like, staying at a hotel or a family's house, we built what we called the tree house. I remember you telling me you guys lived in a tree house. Yeah, we we were only there for, like, three months, so it's hardly living there, but... Oh, you lived in a tree house. Dude, That's... it was some of the best times of my life. <laughs> but one of the instances was uh, we had... There was a lot of bad weather while we were in Georgetown. It's the same place as the before. Like, this is one of those haunted moments. <laughs> Get out of Georgetown if you live in Georgetown. <laughs> um, we uh, were living in this, this tree house, and there was two levels to it. There was the, the main room, and then there was a loft. And the loft is where me and my siblings slept. Mm-hmm. Each of these, uh, like the main room and the loft both had porches. So yeah. there's a, a porch and a balcony. I remember one time it was storming really bad outside. And I saw that my older sister was awakened outside on the porch. Oh, this is going to scare me. Okay, keep going. And I asked her, like, what she was doing. She's like, I just, I couldn't sleep. And I was like, well, I can't either. She's like, well, you should try to go back to sleep. I'm like, why? She's like, the white lady is out there. (gasps) And I was like, what are you talking about? She's like, come take a peek. And so I looked over her shoulder, and she pointed, and it was pitch black because it was the middle of the forest, And through the woods, like about maybe 50 yards from the treehouse, there was a woman in a white dress with long black hair. And I've I've read The Silmarillion. The description fits Luthien so well. (laughs) (laughs) But I saw this woman. She was glowing because she was so white in the middle of a black forest. And, like, the moonlight hit her just right, and she was just, like, glowing. Mm-hmm. And I saw her walking, and I was like, that's it for me, fam. I'm going back to sleep. <laughs> so I, I ducked out of there real quick. <laughs> <laughs> and then later on, actually, my dad, uh, I won't tell that part of the story, but my dad had a similar experience where he saw that exact same woman walking around the treehouse mm-hmm. after a really stormy night. And when he looked up... You know, there were storm clouds all around us, thundering and lightning and downpour of rain. And he looked up and there was a circle in the sky around our treehouse where it was just starry night. Because the woman, the way that she was walking, it was like she was creating a circle around our treehouse. So she was not that. Yeah, that's that's what I'm getting at here is that she was around our treehouse protecting us. Probably from the other shit in Georgetown. (laughs) She like, girl. And there's one more instance of her, because I don't want to take up all the time on this podcast. 
where my brother was really sick. My brother is like six or seven at this point. Yeah. And my grandfather on my dad's side was staying up late and watching him because he was really sick. Aww. Like having trouble breathing sick. And my grandfather was staying up with him to make sure, or not staying up with him, but staying up for him to make yeah. sure he didn't stop breathing. Yeah. So at one point in time during the night, my grandfather looked up from whatever he was doing and he saw a woman in white with black hair up to her torso. And like she was coming out of the floor. My brother's bed was on the ground because Mm -hmm. my brother, he likes the feeling of sleeping on the ground. So he refused to get any sort of like bed frame or whatever. So my grandfather watched this lady walk from the end of his bed to the top of his bed, getting lower the whole time until she was completely gone. She walked right through my brother. And in the next morning, he was completely fine. He that did, is amazing. He didn't have a temperature. He wasn't throwing up. He was just fine. And... She might have been a mother, if she, like, before she died. Yeah. A mother who lost her kids. Or some sort of protective... Spirit. Whatever. Yeah. Like, and the more we thought about it, you know, places have memory. Yeah. Ghosts have memory. There is this belief that the reason you see ghosts passing through walls is they are still part of a building that was there at one point in time. Mm-hmm. It's no longer there. They're walking down a hallway, but you're seeing them walk through walls because yeah. that hallway is no longer no, there. Yeah, yeah. So after some thought about this instance, we built the house there. That floor that we were on was at chest level from the ground. So she was walking on the ground while that ground wasn't there anymore. So it it gives me goosebumps thinking about it because it was so surreal to to think that three different family members, four different family members had this moment with this woman that we didn't know about until years later. Yeah. Okay. So talking about black haired people, this was a black haired little girl. I had a dream about her. This is one of the times I've actually uh, dreamt of the future. It wasn't of the future future, it's of me meeting somebody in the future. So I'm going to use different names for privacy purposes. So Anna from the trailer park, I lived next to the trailer park. Anna used to live there. And I was at my dad's house at the time. Yeah. My dad lives way on the other side of town. And so I was in my dream, I was at my dad's house and there was a knock on my door and it was Anna. And then Anna had a friend with her. Let's call her Stacy. Stacy. Anna and Stacy, they came over. I have never met Stacy before. Right. But she wore a gray shirt and blue jeans. Okay, so I'm like, hey guys, uh, don't go down in the basement. There's something evil down there. And they're like, well, we want to go in the basement. <laughs> Immediately. And I was like, okay. So I went in my living room to watch TV, and my dad's living room to watch TV, and they went downstairs. Right. And I'm sitting there like, in my dream, I'm like, Huh, I haven't heard from them in a while. <laughs> the G, I wonder why. <laughs> the G, <laughs> So I go down to the stairs, and there's a little girl with black hair and a white gown, flicking the lights on and off, on and off, on and off. And I'm like, where is Anna and Stacy? I hear drip, drip, drip coming from the bathroom down in the basement because it was a finished basement. And so I go in the bathroom. Stacy's head is slammed against the shower head like she's hanging from the shower head and her blood is dripping down the drain and anna is nowhere to be found a few months later i was talking to anna she's like oh this is my friend stacy and stacy shit you not comes out in the same fucking outfit she was in my dream oh 
Oh my god. Mm -hmm. She's still alive. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. Lord. So that was that was a premonition on top of a, a it was a night nightmare. But right. I used to be scared of that little girl in my dad's basement. I thought like I used to like I'm not Christian. I used to be. Uh, but I used to sleep with a Bible next to me. Mm -hmm. I was so afraid of that little girl. You I don't I think you've told me about that story, but you didn't go into detail before. Yeah. So and that just like, <laughs> 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 so was the, the basement actually haunted or was that just in your, your nightmare? The basement for nine out of ten times I don't I don't think it was haunted. But we had we did a Ouija board down there. Yeah. And I think that was around the same time I started having these nightmares. Yeah. So that actually brings me to the topic of Ouija boards as a whole. Mm -hmm. um, I wanted to specifically talk about it because they are so intimidating to the, I'll say, common person, the the, the average human. Don't touch. <laughs> no, I wouldn't touch them. <laughs> So what I wanted to say is that the, the Ouija board, like everything else mm -hmm. that you use, is a tool. It is something that a person made. Yeah. It is something that can be thrown away and yeah. burned. Yeah, some people thought, like, you can't throw them away or burn them. Like, yeah, you can. Toss it out <laughs> of your house. Um, they, are, they are literally just objects. There's nothing particularly special about them. There's just They are actually just board games. Mm -hmm. That's what they're originally designed to be. Mm -hmm. What makes a Ouija board so violently you know, dangerous is that when a person uses them specifically to contact, yeah, specifically to contact something they're not supposed to, mm -hmm. they open a gateway because spirits can't attach themselves to uh, objects, yeah. And it, I think it attaches itself to the Ouija board, yeah. Mm -hmm. So they open the, the this gate, they get attached to the Ouija board, and the beginners, I'll call them. <laughs> Leave that gateway open. <laughs> just leave it, and they—they they like, don't. They uh, don't. <laughs> <laughs> they can't see me dancing and shaking my shoulders, but that's what I'm doing. <laughs> they have these demon problems from that point on because they just say, "Hey, if there's anything here, I want you to shake the table." Mm -hmm. Are and you nicer? Are you good or evil? Of course they're going to say good. Yeah. They're going to lie. <laughs> they don't trust. If it says good, I'm like, I ain't going to trust this. Is that you, Press Grandma? Press X to doubt. Yeah. Is that you, Grandma? Yes. No. Well, of Grandma. course it's me, <laughs> child. <laughs> I love you. Dear. Let me in. <laughs> so they, they do that. They believe whatever the demon says. And then they just say, cool, that was fun. Yeah. They don't close the portal. They don't say, okay, whoever we conjured has to go back to where you came from. Yeah. They don't say, okay, thank you, but you have to go toward the light. You're like, no longer welcome. Out of my house. You're no longer welcome here. Yeah, this is you have to leave. Yeah. Uh, the circle is now closed, as they say in witch stuff. Witch so, um, when you cast a spell, mm -hmm. you say, you cast the circle. That's a circle of protection. That's, you know, where you do your magic stuff. And then you close the circle. It's a it's an orb of protection. You know what really gets me off topic is when people say we gotta make the land sacred. I'm like, um, excuse me, the dump site over there is sacred. The fucking ballpark over there is sacred. To me, the, all of the earth is sacred. Who the hell are you to make it sacred? <laughs> 
sorry, that gets on my nerves. Like, I can make the place sacred. Oh, no, no, it's already sacred. You didn't do nothing to it. Right. Right. Sorry, that just makes me mad. <laughs> like, what divine magic do you have to make it sacred now? Right. Like, gets the, on my nerves. <laughs> Mother Nature's gonna be here long after you've gone. <laughs> a long after our trash. It's still sacred in my mind. Yeah. Even if it's covered in uh, pizza boxes and used condoms. It is still <laughs> <laughs> It was a fun night in the Turtle style. <laughs> so, um... But, Back on top. No, but going with that, um... A, a circle of protection... Oh, yeah, the super trying to keep negative shit out. Right, exactly. So this this making something sacred and creating a circle of protection is different in the fact that you're honoring the natural sacredness yeah. of the land, yeah. but you're also making sure that what you're doing inside the circle is, you know, safe and condemns evil things from entering. So if you don't cast a circle when you're using a Ouija board, and you don't close that fucking gateway. Guess what? You're gonna have a bad time. You're, you're gonna, who are you gonna call? Clear Cody. <laughs> Cody. Exactly. Because <laughs> we walk in like, get out of here now. <laughs> Sorry, you're the, a living person will always have more power over someone's dead. They are in a different plane than you. Yeah. They're not gonna. They have no power here. They're no longer on this plane. Yeah. They are on this plane, but in a different form. You are living on this plane. This is your home. But yeah, this is your natural state of being. Yeah. This isn't their natural state of being. And yeah. because of that, they are going to be... Uh, what's the word? Strained. They're, they're going to have not as much energy as you do. Mm -hmm. Which means that you're always going to have power over them. No matter what they say or do. They could harm you. They could throw shit at you. They could, you know, scare the shit out of you. But you know what? They, they could possess you if you allow them to possess you. Well, that's if that that's getting to the point of possession mm -hmm. means that that person has been whittled down. Whittled like your so, will has been broken. Yeah, um, and they have ways to do that. Yeah, and you know that you takes a, that to have, though. a long time. Mm -hmm. Um, so uh, this, uh, this was like this doll's haunted. Then chuck it into the fire. Like, get rid of it. Why still have this doll? Right. Or, like, in those instances where an object is haunted. Yeah. Then those things need to be, for lack of better words, purified. Yeah. And if you're afraid that burning it is going to release the demon, then seal it off. Like, mm -hmm. get rid of the demon first. <laughs> See, in my practice, I'm a witch. Hi. I use a lot of flame, yeah. like fire magic, and I believe fire cleanses things yeah. as long as, as well as destroys things. Yeah. So, peace out, Cub Scout. <laughs> Yeet. <laughs> so basically, what I'm trying to say is, if you are dealing with a paranormal situation, yeah, or you are dealing with a paranormal object, yes, and you feel unsafe in that situation, uh, you have to remember that you have. The power. Mm -hmm. You are graceful. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you you are the one in control. Yeah, you yeah, are. Yeah. And you have you are from this plane, and you are a living being. Yes. So you not. you have power over inanimate objects, mm -hmm. and you have power over incorporeal things. Yeah. Humans, spirits, houses, what have you. Mm -hmm. You are the one in control. And, you know, the reason that we're bringing this up is that our experiences didn't really challenge our authorities. And these are situations where you can have ghost stories from. Yeah. 
without you being threatened in any way whatsoever. Yeah. Um, Unless you allow it to happen, which yeah. we will get there. <laughs> Spoiler alert. <laughs> so um, we're going to go to commercial right now, but we'll be right back. Um, so here's a message from our sponsors. And we're back. So we were going to switch gears. We originally were talking about Ouija boards, which a brief recap, Ouija boards are board games of spiritual background. <laughs> yes. And they are used to communicate with a world other than our own, mm-hmm. be it spiritual or other. <laughs> other. So that actually gave us the idea to talk about seances and uh, we've had some experience with seances it was so fun (laughs) (laughs) so for those of you who don't really understand what a seance is basically it's a gathering of spiritual people who communicate with those beyond the veil Mm -hmm. and we don't use ouija boards for a seance instead we have someone guide the meeting and that person can lead us to talk to a certain person they could you know be searching for answers maybe someone's possessed (laughs) (laughs) there's something specific that you wanted to talk about with seances take it away cody like when your dad started the seance or not started he like before the seance even happened he's like imagining like imagine you have an animal and all this dark and negative stuff and like manifest it to the animal and like, yeah twist. that scared me so, i felt so bad i'm never doing that again i'll i will like put it in something so what cody's trying to say what she's talking about is there is a process of uh cleansing the spirit of, of <laughs> anger and malice and stuff like that one of the, the ways of doing that is to imagine a ball and put an animal inside it and then torture it <laughs> with your negativity. Put that negativity on the creature via blisters or pussing, you know, openings or whatever. Make it deformed and stuff. I do not recommend this. <laughs> it was very... Um, traumatic. Traumatic. Because I, I was so sad. I was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> Find a different way. <laughs> it doesn't really work after you've done it once because you know exactly what you're doing. Doing it with a clear mind and like you being guided through that experience, it gives like the most unbiased like clean way of doing it like for example i imagined a pink translucent marble and in that marble was a little field mouse Mm -hmm. and i felt bad for making it you know decayed and stuff so i like it had a like a a little bruise here and a little (laughs) scrape there and after i told this like we went through the room with everybody's uh spiritual thing my sister was a badger because her anger tears at her Cody, yours was an eagle because it hovers over you. <laughs> and then mine was a little field mouse and my dad looked at me and he's like, well, you don't look like you have much hatred in you, do you? And it meant so much to me in that moment. Because <laughs> you're little baby. <laughs> you couldn't hurt anything. <laughs> I mean, it would probably be something a lot, a lot bigger now. You're older now and the world has gotten its claws in you. <laughs> I'm a little more angry than I was back then. <laughs> back as a fresh teenager. Ah! A, a wee lass. <laughs> a maiden. Um, and of course yours would be different too because eagles have a different spiritual meaning for you now. Yeah. 
Mine's now crows. Like, that's my, like, thing after my awakening happened. Yeah, so... Had a murder of them bitches show up. That was, like, intense. (laughs) (laughs) Which I'm sure we talked about in our witches podcast. Mm -hmm. So, okay, so to do a seance, there there may be a few reasons why you would do one. So we're going to change names for, uh, you know, ambiguity's sake. There, I had a friend named Kelsey, and Kelsey... Never had a um, experience. experience. Yeah. She 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 believed in ghosts and she wanted to see one and very desperate. So we went into this haunted place and uh, we all knew to keep our mouths shut. <laughs> she kept fucking off. Kelsey was very desperate in that instance and she, long story short, she got something attached to her. It wasn't necessarily of this plane and yeah. it was um very she, she's basically inviting it to possess her yeah it was just a... one sure way to get possessed if you're like possess me please like right you will find something eventually yeah they'll be like okay so kelsey ended up having this really bad experience she had all this negativity suddenly she was super depressed she couldn't eat she couldn't sleep she kept calling me in tears saying i just can't get through this anymore yeah. and i'm like well you are possessed so i'm not surprised <laughs> like we even took a photo of you and her and your faces were distorted yeah Dis- distorted in the photo yeah like the the photo was crisp and clear except for she and i and faces. Um, our faces were they looked like they were wearing masks and um but the reason we did the seance was to maybe communicate with the thing that was possessing her and hopefully get rid of it. Or haunting her. Haunting her would be a good yeah. way to, uh, to put it. Because she wasn't fully possessed yeah, yet. It yeah, was, was wearing her down. It was, it was, it was <laughs> chiseling away at her will. Right. And it was doing it real fast. Yeah. Because she was not experienced in yeah. something like that. And it, it was an honest mistake. Like, in all honesty, she just didn't know any better. Yeah. She was young. We were teenagers. We're dumb as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, you you look at a teenager and you don't say, you don't say this teenager is really responsible in this situation. Right? Normally, it's usually like, why? Who's the, main, who's the main character of a haunted movie? I mean, <laughs> a horror movie. Like, they're, they're, it's usually a teenager getting their ass kicked. <laughs> Dead. Getting murdered. So, we had the seance in hopes for removing that negativity. And I think, like, the seance itself did not do what it was supposed to, but it was the opening of the end of that situation. Yeah, and it scared the shit out of me because you started bursting out crying because you saw it behind your dad. Yeah. (laughs) Like, I was like, (laughs) Michael Jackson? (laughs) Exactly. Moonwalk the fuck out. (laughs) Scowling and freaked me out. I remember... I remember your sister just holding my hand because I almost fled. I was almost like, oh! Because your dad was like, do not break the circle. <laughs> I'm like, I'm freaking out. <laughs> and I felt sick afterwards. Like, yeah. I went down. Like, I couldn't. I think I threw up. Yeah, you did. Yeah, I remember that. And I remember your brother just being like, are you okay? And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> so, um, what happened was, is when you perform a seance, you create that circle that we were talking about through holding hands and that is the protective circle to make sure that everyone stays grounded no one else gets possessed the the spirit you know nothing else can get latched to something that someone else yeah Yeah, yeah. exactly 
And if you break the circle, you're breaking that protective field, suddenly you're all vulnerable. Mm-hmm. So you couldn't break the circle until the person leading it deemed it okay, yeah. deemed it safe. The circle is now closed, you can let go. So My weakest link ass was about to dip! <laughs> Your sister was like... Yeah, in that moment... Okay, so a little backstory on me. I had a mental block for a very long time, spiritually. Mm-hmm. All of my family were very spiritual. They could see ghosts, have visions, blah, blah, blah. I was the, the white sheep of the family. I was the normal one. Um, I never had premonitions or visions or saw ghosts or whatever. And then we did the seance and my dad, who was leading it, he has a lot of gifted talent with the spiritual world. Um, so he was very aware of you know what was going on. So he led the thing. And uh, he kept closing his eyes and twitching and, like, as if someone were blowing in his right ear. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I feel, like, I feel a lot of hate coming from over my shoulder. Uh, he's like, there's someone really mad in here. And he's like, I just, I, it feels so malicious in its intent. And, you know, we were all staring at him, like, yeah, yeah what the fuck are you talking about? Bro. Um, and... You know, for a long time, I didn't really comprehend, like, I'm like, there's nothing there. Yeah. I don't feel anything. I, I can't sense anything. All I could feel was the emotions of everybody else. The anxiety. Yeah. Yeah. And Dad, I don't remember exactly what Dad said, but I was looking at the table, looking at the candle, because there was one lit in the middle of everything. Yeah. And something, I felt the urge to look up. Mm-hmm. And... I, my eyes were drawn to where dad was talking about. <laughs> and I saw someone standing there. It was like a seven or eight foot tall woman. She didn't have any distinguishable genitalia or features that would say that she's yeah, a woman. woman. She didn't have any genitalia at all. Yeah. Um, it was just the skeletal. Like a oh. It was a skeletal figure. Um. And it had really deep dark blue-green skin that was shiny in the light and her hair was stringy and she had a crooked nose and just no eyes they were sunken in as if like her eyeballs had fallen out yeah she was staring at the table over dad's shoulder or staring at staring i can't remember who was sitting there but staring at that person it may have been you actually i don't remember freaking I don't remember. I don't know if it was you or not. Um, it may have been. Yeah, Ian. she was staring at my sister then. And the moment that I looked at her, it's as if she knew I could see her in that moment because then she looked at me, and I had never felt such absolute dread and terror before. It was so vile and real, and it was horrifying. I, you, I. It was quiet, and then all of a sudden, you just lost your shit. Yeah, I was. I was shaking yeah, and pure terror. Like I know I didn't see what you saw, but from the way you started crying, like girl, yeah, it was it was real terror. I was really afraid, but I knew better than to let go because everyone knew I wanted to run the f away. <laughs> girl, I was like ooh, ooh, oh no. So after you know after I started to freak out and I'm I didn't like scream or anything. I was very mindful of just how quiet I needed to be in that moment. I wasn't about to draw attention to myself. (laughs) I guess, like, everybody kind of saw what you saw, so Dad ended the seance, and, you know, I didn't see it anymore, and 
you know, honestly, I remember the room being like fucking dim. Like it was dark. dark. All yeah. of the lights were the lights on? No. Wait, I think the kitchen light was on. And then the candle was lit. Yeah. Yeah. I remember that room being fucking dark. dark. But it was dark. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I could see her, obviously. Like, there was some light. Yeah. But I remember it being fucking dark. I'm pretty sure the kitchen light. And then... Dark. Maybe the upstairs light, if I yeah. remember correctly. I know your sister's sister was pacing her room. Yeah. Because you could hear her pacing. Yeah. Well, my, my other sister, yeah. other, she didn't want to participate because, you know, the seances is a fickle thing. And yeah. it's pretty intimidating to someone who hasn't done it before. Mm-hmm. So... My sister and my mother didn't want to be a part of it. Um, my mother, I don't think she was even in the house. No, she wasn't. So, after that point, you know, my dad, he kind of detoxed the situation by taking us one-on-one and, yeah. you know, bringing us down emotionally. And I drew the picture of the woman, and that's who my friend Kelsey saw as the person possessing her, or haunting her. Yeah. And, you know, it was... A few more instances where we had to actually go back and put it back where it belonged to that haunted place because it wasn't going to leave her alone otherwise. Mm -hmm. And we finally got her disconnected and ever since then I've been able to see, feel, hear... Like, I'm well aware of stuff going on around me now. (laughs) That mental block is gone. (laughs) See, like, for me... Like, I've only seen that one ghost and I don't think this was a ghost but like a shadow creature that had me like paralyzed almost and it called me elizabeth Mm -hmm. that was freaky so i was staying at james house right yeah and i was ball, and uh, i could see her but i couldn't like i couldn't move my head i couldn't move anything i could only move my eyes and so i strained my eyes i could see her her back was facing me yeah and all of a sudden i see this like ghostly like black figure like it was transparent smoky though yeah but i could see through it and he started coming towards me and I couldn't move. Like, I couldn't scream. It was like, mm, mm. like I was trying to scream. I was trying to wake Jamie up by he- I was trying to get I was trying to wake Jamie up so she could hear me. And, you know, <laughs> help me out. Right. <laughs> and as it was getting closer, I couldn't move my limbs or anything. It was so scary. And it bent down to like, I guess scoot me up and it called me Elizabeth. That's why I don't like the name Elizabeth. Yeah. And suddenly I jerked and I was able to move my limbs again. My knees ached because I was straining to try to free myself for like the longest time because it was slowly coming towards me. And you know, that could be sleep paralysis, but it felt so real because my throat was sore from trying to scream. Yeah. It was a horrible experience, but I only had that experience and then the little boy. But I have a lot of like, I see the future type situations where I dream the future. Um, or I feel something's going to happen. Sometimes I'm like, eh, would this happen? It might be just paranoia. Let's give it a day or two. And if it's still there, then it <laughs> might happen. Right. It's like with the whole camping trip. And I was like, mm, bring weapons because I feel something weird. But then the next day I didn't feel it again. So I didn't bring it up again. Yeah. Until we were at the camping thing. I was like, oh yeah, I was just, meh. Mm, it's fine. Was nothing. But like when we were at Gen Con and like the weeks leading up to Gen Con, like I swear I was like Bobby. Mm, something, something freaking out. And then when we actually got to Gen Con, I still had that very like, like soul clenching, like, oh my god, we're going. There's going to be a shooting at Gen Con. Yeah. Like I felt there was going to be a shooting, and I was talking to my husband about it. I was like, there's going to be a shooting. Like I swear, there's going to be a shooting. And I thought it was at Gen Con because I'm at Gen Con and I'm having these feelings. So I just was like, ooh, it's happening. And then went the whole day, nothing happened. I was like, well, fuck, I'm being paranoid, I guess. Even though I've had this these feelings for weeks. 
And the next morning, um, where we live, there was a shooting downtown, and several people got hurt. And I think a few people died. Yeah. And I was like, oh, shit, wrong place. <laughs> but it happened. Right. Like, I, there was a shooting, and Bobby, you know, I mean, my husband, you know, he is not really a believer, yeah. but he can't explain how I knew it. Like, I had this gut-sinking feeling that there was going to be a shooting. I just thought it was going to be a Gen Con. Right. And, you know, there are people that are born with those types of... I mean, in my opinion, everybody is born with their third eye yeah. wide open. Yeah. They don't know how to close it. They're, they're Ch- children. Children. Um, they are taught as they get older that that third eye is not relevant and yeah. needs to be closed. Whether it's, oh, that doesn't not, exist yeah, or, oh, right. that's, you know, scary, so I don't want to face that. And You can train yourself to open your third eye again, yeah. as what happened with me with the seance. <laughs> So, uh, my father actually had a very similar experience with the Pope. So, my father had a dream when he was like, I don't know, five or six. Yeah. About the Pope being shot and killed. Oh, shit. And uh, he uh, brought it up to his mother. He brought it up to his father, his aunts, his uncles. And, you know, he he saw him on the TV. He's like, that guy's going to die. Yeah. Um, and they're like, you don't know what you're talking about. You're a fucking child. Like, yeah. You don't, like, what are you talking about? Three days later, Pope was killed. Or, I don't know if he was killed or he just died. Like, I don't know that much about, like, that. that. So, you know, there there was no proof that he predicted that, but there was also no evidence that he didn't. Yeah. So, um, to have your third eye open can be as... You know, it could be to see ghosts. It could be to have premonitions or visions. Mm-hmm. Um, it could be to have empathy. I wish I could just get these uh, fucking visions under control so I wouldn't know. No. Yeah, they're so vague or irrelevant. <laughs> yeah. Or like with my friend Kelly. Like we were, we were in my house and I legit fucking stopped. Dead. And it was a beautiful day out. There was no nothing. No rain or anything. It was a beautiful sunny day. I stopped and I was like, it's gonna, we're gonna have a tornado today. And she's like, shut up. I was like, no, we're going to have a tornado today. And she didn't believe me. And I didn't believe myself because I was like, that is such a weird thing. But it randomly for like several moments, I was like, I knew this as it was the fucking factual truth. Right. Later that day, a few hours later, she was heading to work. A tornado touched down for five seconds, the tornado torn up a, a, a Waffle House, another restaurant. I don't know if it's a local to where we're at. Right. Uh, in a gym. But it came down. It yeah. touched down. And it tore up a lot of that area and they had to rebuild it. But we had a tornado today. It was just like, it was a few hours after I said it. And I'm like, what? thank you. <laughs> or like, I dreamt of my son, Dean. I was like 14 or 15 years old. Yeah. And I was with my sister. She was living at Hampshire. I'm pretty sure there's other places called Hampshire in the world. But um, I fell asleep because I was walking my niece Peyton. And I had a dream about that I was going to have a son. He's going to have blonde hair and blue eyes. And I knew that. And I woke up crying. Yeah. Like, I, I was like, that is my child. I just dreamt my baby. Yeah. And um, <laughs> when I got with my husband, my, me and my husband both have blue eyes. But we have dark brown hair. Like, dark. And my son has... Blue eyes and blonde hair. Yeah. <laughs> and I knew it. Like, the night that me and my husband decided to try, I told him, I was like, if we do it tonight, I'm going to conceive today. Yeah. I'm going to conceive tonight, and it's going to be a boy. And it's, he's going to have blue hair. Or blue, hair, blue eyes <laughs> and blonde hair. 
and yeah, like so it's not it doesn't happen all the time. It's with random. Right. Like, I I uh, had a vision or a dream of one of our friends that we know. They yeah. all have the same name. Yeah. Like multiples of the same name. Yeah. But I dreamt that she was going to have a wedding. It was going to be outside, and it's going to be it was going to be lined with candles the aisle way and stuff. And when I woke up. I call her, our other friend with the same name, that, and then her last name starts with an H, or it did. And I was like, oh my god, I just had a dream that our friend got married outside and stuff. She's like, she literally just got engaged. I literally just got off the phone with her. And I was like, wow. Psh. And she ended up having an outside wedding with the candles running the aisles. That's amazing. <laughs> See, it's so, like, okay. So, it's interesting to hear about stuff like that. But it's also going to be quite frustrating because you want to have that ability yourself. Oh, um, I wish I could control it more. Like, give me those lot well, of numbers, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the point that I'm trying to make is that you can, uh, like, these abilities mm-hmm. aren't something. I think everyone has those, like you said. Yeah. Like, uh, there aren't something that can necessarily be controlled without a lot of practice. Yeah. Not only that, but they're a part of nature. And natural things can sometimes be uncontrollable or vague or chaotic. Mm -hmm. And, um, like, doing seances and using Ouija boards and stuff like that. Those types of things can try to give a little bit of guidance. Please, God, do it safely. (laughs) Just make sure you do it as safely as possible. Yeah, because... um, Inexperienced people tend to fuck it up. Right, and... Um, because it is something that is natural and hard to control, mm-hmm. if you don't have any experience, then those types of situations can get out of hand really quickly. Yep. As we learned from our friend Kelsey getting haunted. Yeah. Like, that type of thing is terrifying if you're inexperienced. Yeah. Basically, we're going to end today's thought on if you want to, because it is Halloween... <laughs> Uh, if you want to mess around with stuff like that, we encourage the curious mind, mm-hmm. but also the safe mind. Exactly. So do your research. Yeah. I mean, heavily try to do as much. It's gonna be a fucking blue moon. <laughs> blue, blue. We're gonna be doing some stuff. <laughs> but uh, I mean, a full moon. Cut. Happy Samhain. It's gonna be lit, fam. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited. <laughs> Get the, I'm so old. Try to be relevant, lit, fam. <laughs> yeet, yeet, I don't know. But at your age, woman. <laughs> yeah, right. But like, I just want people, because you can, even though you're inexperienced, try to do as much research as you possi- possibly can. Yeah. Take as, pre- as as many precautions as possible. Yeah. Don't do it in your home. <laughs> if you're going to do it for the first time, I suggest doing it somewhere that's not your home. Right. Um, just because you're inviting things in, especially if you're using the Ouija board or doing a seance. If you're in your home, you're inviting it kind of in. Yeah. Um, and if you do decide to do it in your home, take appropriate precautions yes. to make sure that they don't stay, stay in your yeah. home. They're just like, mm, so, pay rent, motherfucker. Right. Pop off. <laughs> do not use us as your only guide. <laughs> exactly. As, <laughs> as a disclaimer, we are very experienced professionals. Yes. I would say. <laughs> um, I have gone as far as to exercise a person's house. Um, I have removed evil and malice, malicious spirits from a person's home before. I can give you a few tips, but I agree with Cody. Definitely do your research before you do anything. Mm. Just a few tips to help you get going. Salt your doorways. Use a protective circle. Make sure you close your gateways. I actually like um, 
how I imagine it, I put a barrier yeah. around my house. It's like a golden barrier. Yeah. It comes from within me at first. Like, it starts in my chest and with my heart, and then it radio out. Radio, <laughs> radiates out. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it goes to every single room. Like, it touches every surface of my house. The yeah. walls, everything. Ceiling, everything. Anything that's in my house. And then it pushes everything else that I don't want to be in. Yeah. Like a negative anything. Yeah. And then it pushes them out to the sides. Pushes them out of my house. And then it makes it like a globe. Yeah. Around my house. And that shit's solid as shit. Like that, I have such a strong belief in that. That good luck trying to get in. Because my house has never been haunted. <laughs> yeah. And um, my friend was like, I'm haunted, so... Uh, I'll probably bring something in. I was like, trust me, you ain't. <laughs> ain't walking through this door, I can promise you. I actually have a similar thing that I do. Same same area, same glowing globe around my house, protecting those that I love. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't really, like, objects aren't important to me. Yeah. So I don't waste energy on, um, I'm not saying you waste energy. Dude, I'm over precautious though. I'm like, anything! <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I... Usually when I am casting out that that circle of protection, I'm only focusing on the living things in my home. Mm-hmm. Those, If I have to lose everything else, at least I know my animals and my husband will be saved. Yeah. I'm just like, I'm going to over and, and the color of mine is actually translucent. Mine's like a, a rainbowy, um, mm, like, you know how, like an oil spill? Yeah. yeah. Mine it, used to be red. For some reason, it changed to gold. That's so interesting. I Like, I would love to know... I'm, I'm sure we're not the only people out there who do it. If you do something similar, we would love to hear about yeah. it. Um, comment on any of our social media about your haunted experiences or if you do protection circles and stuff like this. Yeah. Um, we would love to hear it. I also believe, uh, it's my in my belief, like, wings. I believe the um, people have, like, angels yeah. have wings. They've been imagining that for a while. I believe people are born with a set of wings. Yeah. That they can wrap around people they love to protect. Yeah. I have one around my husband and one around my son. It's rock solid. And whenever my son is scared, I was like, Mommy has her wings around you. You're not going to get hurt. Yeah. Now, I tell him, like, now, what you need to be cautious about is what's physically here. Not the monsters under your bed. Yeah. Like, strangers. Stranger danger, guys. Be careful. But I'm just saying. Hey, it's Halloween. That's yeah, something very important seriously. to remember. Like, be careful. Worry about the stranger that just came up to you and asked, like, hey, do you like candy? Yeah, be- do you want to pet my dog? Exactly. I told him, like, be scared of him, but don't be scared of the monsters or ghosts in the house. Because he's at my house asks about ghosts. And I'm like, they cannot harm you, for one. You're here. They're not. Yeah. Two, mommy's got her wings wrapped around you to protect you always. Yeah. You and daddy. And I got a globe around my house. Good luck. <laughs> I, I actually am. I'm going to uh, draw a comic um, where um, I'm going to do a future me where my daughter or son comes up to me like, Mommy, there's a monster under my bed. I'm like, well, you just need to tell the monster that if I find him, I'm going to rip him apart. I'm going to make him wish that he was never born. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to, you know, I'm like, I go on this tangent and the monster's like, God damn, I didn't want it anyway. <laughs> it's like, oh my God. <laughs> learn boundaries I will leave (laughs) good god but yeah basically you know just to wrap up this whole conversation Mm -hmm. um, it's Halloween we want you all to be safe fun and have fun yeah do the spooky spookies yeah you're allowed to have you're allowed to have experiences like like sex wear a condom (laughs) like witchcraft 
Protection. <laughs> right, it's the exact same thing. Research as much as you want. I'm a firm believer, like, no one way is the correct way. Yeah, definitely. Find what works for you. If you feel like, ooh, I have this belief that this one shirt that my mom gave me years ago is lucky, wear that shirt. Hell yeah. That has meaning to you. Yeah. Or if, you know, you you know, have a, a, a lucky tie or yeah. a favorite flavor that you think, yeah. like, if you have peppermint, you're going to get good grades or something. Yeah. Then, or a Kit Kat. That's a thing. Yeah. Well, that, that's a Japanese yeah. thing. Yeah. But, hey, if you believe in that, like, who Kit Kats? Like, yeah. Use it. Or you have a favorite color. Wear that favorite color. Yeah. If you have a favorite letter or favorite number. Yeah. Something that means something to you can be used as a charm. Mm-hmm. And... Even the moon itself. Like, yeah. I will do spells on the full moon, but I will not curse anyone during any phase of the moon but the new moon yeah. because I do not want her light to see such darkness. I mean, that's when you're supposed to do curses anyway. I'm like, well, good. <laughs> Glad. <laughs> I, I just won't do them during the other phases of the moon cycle Yeah. because I don't want her to see me like that. Yeah. And it's important to remember that even experienced witches and paranormal investigators like me, we all began somewhere. Yeah. And it's okay to be curious and it's okay to look into these things but always 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 remember that you're going to be vulnerable if you don't do your research yeah so it's like jumping into water you don't know right like under the surface there could be sharp rocks or sticks that will stab you that or it's ankle deep <laughs> yeah you like my mom break your neck <laughs> So that's a good place to end this conversation. Happy Halloween. Happy Samhain. And we're going to leave you with this wonderful Halloween appropriate song. system that suggests you